Every time I start this podcast, I say Sunlit Heart Podcast. Like, I'm telling you, I might as well return to that brand name because <laughs> I can't stop calling it the Sunlit Heart Podcast. It is Self Love Sister Podcast. Thank you for um, tuning in. Uh, I'm just wanting to record this episode and talk a- about letting go. Like, I feel like this quarantine time, so much has happened since my last episode um, in terms of the world and, you know, this pandemic that's going on. And I've had so much time, we all have, to really think about where we are um, in our lives and with our spirituality and with our goals and in our relationships. And I think that I've just been really wanting to talk about this topic of releasing things and letting things go. And I think it's so important and I think it affects our lives in so many different ways. And I'm actually going to um, interview a couple people, not in this episode, but in a future episode, um, regarding like letting go, like what does that process look like for each of us? And as I talk to my friends uh, who let go in different ways and it just looks so different. And I really want to get some perspectives on what it means to let go and what it means to really move on. So I'm first going to talk about letting go for myself and what that looks like. So I think the the hardest part and there is different types of letting go right so i'm going to talk when i talk about letting go i'm talking about um relationships if you know when you're in a relationship um that maybe you shouldn't be in i'm going to explore that first and i know when i was married the biggest thing that was keeping me in my marriage and i've talked about this in my books is that potential it was it's all about the potential it's all about where we used to be and how can I get us back there? And it's deeper than just a relationship. It was me being codependent, right? And then me being the fixer because part of codependency is being the fixer. You want to fix things. You have to salvage it. And a lot of that comes from childhood, you know, childhood trauma. So I think for me, it was like releasing those like fantasies that I had surrounding the relationship of what it could be um, or getting back to somewhere like we're always trying to get back to a vibe or a feeling that we might have had at some point during the relationship. But the relationship can't be sustained by trying to get back to where it was good, it has to be about moving forward. And sometimes what I'm discovering in my own relationship is that moving forward, you're getting to know each other at a deeper level. So there is no going back. I didn't know you as well six months in. So there was this sense of like the wool being over my eyes a little bit and you're kind of infatuated with one another. You don't know one another. So this whole concept, I'm all for like re-sparking or rekindling like certain things, you know, like good habits you guys had in the relationship, stuff like that. That's not the same thing. I'm talking about this incessant need to go back to how things were at a certain point in time. 
And I know I'm not alone in this because I hear my friends talk about it. Um, I hear other couples talk about it, like the romanticizing these phases of their relationship. But there is no going back. I mean, it's just the bottom line. You can't go back to the part of your relationship before you hurt each other. Um, if there was a betrayal, then you can't go back to how it was before that betrayal. Um, you can't go back to how it was before you experienced some type of traumatic event in your own life. So it has to be less about returning and more about creating this new environment and this new space where you both can thrive and still have that level of joy and happiness that you had before. So I think for me, that's just one thing I've recently really acknowledged. Like there is no going back. You know, we, you know each other now at a deeper level. Another part of letting go is forgiveness. And with that forgiveness, it releases a lot of like anger or resentment that you may have towards someone. So you really have to forgive the hurt that someone has caused you in your past. And I think that for me, at least speaking through my divorce and that whole process, I forgave, um, you know, things that happened in the marriage that led to the divorce. But there were things that happened after that I've just now recently realized I have a grudge over and that, that's, I mean, there was so much hurt and there was so much pain. There were so many things going on. Um, but that's something that I realized forgiveness has multiple layers, right? You might've like forgiven, you know, the way that they handled one situation, but maybe you're holding a grudge about something else. So part of my letting go has been to examine the layers of my forgiveness and make sure that I'm looking at forgiveness holistically and not just kind of picking and choosing what I'm going to let go, but really releasing all of it. Because sometimes you're holding and you don't realize you're holding until there's a conflict or someone says something you don't like. And now you're like bringing up all these things and you're like, oh, wait a minute. If I was over it, if I had truly forgiven this person, I wouldn't be bringing this up. This wouldn't be a topic of conversation. I would not be like unloading on them, crying about it, talking about it. So it's important to, for, you know, for me, I'm speaking for myself, that I realize that forgiveness is not one dimensional. Like it's multifaceted and it has so many layers and it's very complex. And you really have to comb through those layers of hurt or betrayal to truly make sure that you are letting that person go. Um, the next part of letting go for me is realizing that it's not going to look the way I want it to look, right? My life, my um, relationship, not all the time. You have to kind of release those expectations. And I talked to my therapist about that. I'm, I'm a I'm a big proponent of, of therapy. I go every week, even right now in quarantine, I still go to therapy via phone. I just think it's so important. Um, I've been going to therapy six years, you know, off and on. I might not need to go for like three months and then kind of start back. But I, I think even when you're happy and things are going well, you should go. But anyway, I'm gonna get off my therapy soapbox. <laughs> Take care of your mental health. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like you have to let go of the way you think things should be because that can make you very resentful too. 
And not just of a person, but of life. You can start to look at life like this big disappointment, like nothing about this has turned out the way that I wanted or the way that I planned. And I know for me, being 31 and a single mom was not what I planned it to be. However, there are things that I also never thought I would be doing at this time, you know, writing books or having a podcast. I mean, I've always wanted to be an author, but I never, I thought I would write children's books. I didn't think I'd be writing books about, you know, self-help or, um, you know, poetry and prose, sharing intimate parts of my life. Like that's not something I saw myself doing. I've always been very private. I've, I have not been one to have a large circle of friends and share my business with them. That's never been me. Um, there's a lot of people that I, I don't, you know, share my life with that know me, but don't know me on an intimate level. So to think that I write about intimate parts of my life like that, um, you know, that's some, that's a part of my story. I didn't think that I would share. And I think that I have to, as I let go of that image of what my life should be, I have to embrace all the amazing things that have happened and are happening as a result of those failures or those lessons, those things that didn't work out. So that really helps me let go too um, of who I thought someone should be or of what I thought life should be as a whole. And even in my um, relationships, I think it's just, we have this image, you know, of, of what we think a person should be. And I, I can trace me doing that, giving like an image of what I think someone should be. I can trace that back to being a kid and meeting my dad for the first time when I was seven. I met my father when I was seven years old. And I had these expectations of what I thought he would be as a dad. This like television image or, um, you know, my friend's dads and how they were. And my dad was nothing like that, you know. And I don't want to like... I don't want to put him on blast or anything like that in case he happens to listen to this, but um, that was the beginning of me having to let go. And it took me years into my 20s to let go of the pain that I felt that my father and our relationship was never going to be what I wanted it to be. It was never going to be what I expected. And healing that wound and tracing that pain back to that root coming out of that expectation has really helped me in other areas of life. Now, for me, letting go takes time. And I was having a conversation um, with a friend of mine about letting go and her process, excuse me. And she was talking about, you know, going cold turkey. And I plan to record a podcast with her, so I don't want to tell her story um, too much. But our process of letting go looks very different. For me, it's this very like, ripping the band-aid off kind of slowly one stitch of adhesive at a time you know and it's um it can be kind of grueling so but so I, I it just looks so different for each of us but I think you need to trace the roots of your pain and trace the roots of those expectations because mine weren't really about that person it was me trying to make other relationships that weren't it it, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't fix this relationship with my dad. I couldn't make him what I wanted to be, but this person can be what I want them to be. This relationship can be what I wanted to be or slash think I need it to be. And you can either adjust your expectations or become angry, frustrated, and, and bitter. And that's something I'm, you know, working on 
consistently. I think I have to constantly work at that, like making sure that my expectations are not leading to my own disappointment. And so when I let go of a person, it's letting go of those expectations. And I know that I wrote about that into the things that heal and just how painful it was to release some of any expectations and stop the lecturing and stop telling someone the type of respect that you need and the way that you want to be loved. Because at a point they know, you know, he knew and your partner knows and they just can choose to show up for you in that way or they can choose to not show up for you in that way and to continue in their same pattern of behavior and that's a personal choice so the freedom didn't come when I you know signed divorce papers it really came in releasing him of those expectations because even after divorce there were still certain things that I wanted from him that I secretly expected that I secretly wanted him to acknowledge that I desperately wanted him to apologize for. And he just wasn't going to do that. It wasn't going to happen. So that's a big part of my journey and my process. Another part of letting go, um, and this may sound a little weird, is setting new goals. And not superficial goals, but I mean like inner work goals. You know, what are some things about myself that I want to change? Because it's easy to stay in a relationship and like hold on to pain and hold on to what someone did to you and to hold on to what didn't work out. But my letting go looks like a new book. It looks like more therapy. It looks like more prayer. It looks like uh, more self-help books or reaching out to other people that I know and talking to them about their process of letting go and maybe pulling, um, pieces of what they're doing and 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 combining it with what I'm doing and trying new methods of release. Um, but I, I definitely feel like goal setting is an important part of letting go for me because I'm telling my brain there's more. I'm telling my brain we're ready for next steps. I'm telling my brain we're healing. I'm also telling my brain we are going to show up more authentically for ourselves, for our future partners, and for other people around us that we share our energy with. And that's our friends, um, you know, work. For me, it's my students, even though we're doing e-learning. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. Um, but it does something for me to start setting goals and thinking about things for the future. So I highly encourage that, you know, to anyone who is contemplating letting go or um, trying to navigate that. I don't hear that enough when people talk about letting go is the importance of looking at your future self and setting new goals and diving deeper into your passions, but with meaning. And these are not, I'm going to show you projects. I'm going to show you what I can do because I left you. Like, no. I did not write a single book for my ex-husband. Even though the topics were about that relationship, I never wrote with him in mind. I never wrote for him to read it. I never wrote for him to have an epiphany about it. I never mailed him a copy so he could read that pain. Never. 
Never. Because I wrote for me. I wrote because those were my emotions that I wanted to share um, with my readers and with the world. And I wrote for my own healing, for my own uh, mental health, especially during to the things that heal. Um, it was really a, a, a saving grace for me, honestly. Like, I prayed a lot and it was, you know, sometimes I wrote down prayers. I still do that sometimes, but not as frequently. But I definitely feel like, uh, you know, you don't you don't want to write and, and think you're doing things, not even just writing, but don't start like passion projects. And the whole goal is to show someone else because that's not letting go. Like you're not letting go. You're, you're literally making them the fuel to your fire. And I think that when you are doing anything from such a negative egotistical space, it's not going to work out and it's not sustainable. So make sure that you're pursuing your passions for you, that you are feeding um, yourself spiritually, first of all, and you are being authentic to who you really are and that you are not making ego-based decisions to show people anything and then calling it, quote unquote, moving on. It's like people who get out of a relationship, get in a new relationship super quick, tag in a relationship with so-and-so, post a pic, just to show that they've moved on. That's not sustainable. And those relationships aren't going to work out because your heart isn't in that and you're not in it for the right reasons. Um, so when you let go, like make sure that you are diving into your goals and your passions from a place of authenticity and, and be proud of, of what it is that you can create. So, Yeah. I want you to to do a little homework and I want you to think about what letting go means for you. What does that process look like? And identify one way that you can release something um, from an old relationship. Because sometimes you might be married and you might still be holding on to something from a previous relationship as well. Um, I've talked to women who are like, I'm still holding on to something that happened, you know, 10 years ago from when I was abused or when this happened or um, was something that didn't work out. Maybe some expectations, maybe some disappointment. So trace those roots and, and really figure out what are some things from your past that you can let go of and set some new goals and create some new space and and healthy habits. So I, I challenge you to do that. So I want to continue this series um I know I didn't finish my self-love mini series so much time goes by in between my podcasts and I apologize for that life really gets in the way but I still continue to record and and move forward and share what I can with you all in the time that we have right uh so this episode is going to be about you know letting go of relationships I hope to have some guests join me. I have a couple lined up, so we'll see if their schedules line up before I uh, share their names. I'm also going to do some talking with guys, right? I've got a few guys that I want to talk to about the process of letting go and understanding that from the male mind and what that looks like and how that can look differently at different stages in our lives, so... Yeah, keep keep that in mind um, moving forward. I also have a book coming out soon. 
It is called uh, Quotes to Say in the Mirror. It is a book of quotes and journal prompts to guide you on your self-love journey. I love journals, especially during this like quarantine time. Um, I haven't purchased a new journal in a while. I've been creating my own journals and then I've been doing some free writing. So yeah, I'm excited to, to share that with you guys. I was basically thinking like, it'd be cool if there was a book that was like this, this and this. And then it would be dope if it was called this. And then I would like that book. And I'm like, huh, I'm going to write that book. So I wrote that book. And um, it's just a collection of a lot of quotes that have really gotten me through um, some of the rough days. They're my own quotes. They're my own words. I don't I don't think I quoted anyone famous in there. If I did, I probably gave, I'm sure I gave them credit for it. But um, it's mostly things that I share on like Instagram. I share a lot of quotes um, depending on what I'm going through for that day, but I don't think I put anybody famous in there. Sorry. I'm just thinking like, did, did I, I don't think so. Um, yeah. So I hope that you pre-order that on May 5th from lebiachapman.com. You can get it in advance, get it early. So, uh, yeah, order that May 5th, 2020. It's a Tuesday. And that'll be available on my website on that day. I'm going to let it go at a great price, too, with free shipping. So it'll be worth it. Um, that'll be my fourth book. So I'm just excited. Like, this is all just so exciting to continue to write and create. And I feel incredibly blessed. And one day I hope to do this thing full time. <laughs> so have an amazing night or day. It's 4 a.m. here in the Chicagoland area. I couldn't sleep. So I decided to chat with all of you. Uh, enjoy your quarantine time. Stay prayerful. Um, if you are going through anything, if you've lost anyone to COVID-19, I'm praying for you. My heart is with you. And, um, you know, keep feeding your mind positive things like I talk about on my page. And we just have to really pray to get through this time and have faith in God and, and trust him and trust the Bible and trust his promises. So um, yeah, stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.